0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico and joining me is LPGA Professional Cindy Miller and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the BlogtalkRadio.com network bringing you some of the best golfers teaching professionals and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf we're so glad you decided to join us this morning so grab your coffee and let's get started All right, good morning everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Otorico, and right alongside each and every week is none other than Legends Tour player and LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your host here on the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy.
0: Good morning, Ted. How are you? <laughs>
1: <A> ray- <laughs> as usual, a ray of sunshine wow. you are. <laughs> I always always bring a bright I'm doing very well, actually, all kidding aside. Uh, had a very uh good long weekend. uh how about yourself?
0: uh me too <laughs> did you We were open on the fourth, did... so we were crazy busy i and normally we don't teach on the fourth, but I thought, ah, i 'll open it up and see well, guess what everybody wanted to yeah. listen, which is good. Golf is open because people can 't play baseball right. right
1: yeah that's exactly true all right we got a great. We've got a great show for you this morning. Uh, we're going to start out here in just a few moments, of course, with another uh, great topic on the No BS Zone. And then our very special guest, Andre Martin, who was uh, actually scheduled uh, to be with us back on May 26th, unfortunately was not able to join us on that date. So um, Cindy has rescheduled her for this morning, and uh, she'll be joining us. She's an award-winning uh, golf instructor, and she'll come on the second half uh, of the show. But, uh, uh, Always, uh, always interesting. Some of the guests that we have on, and she's, uh, of course, uh, has been on uh, several years ago, I believe, was uh, when she joined us. And just a, a great, uh, a great lady, and, and uh, lots of good information to pass on. So we're looking forward to uh, uh, to catching up with her. All right, just a reminder: uh, Gol- uh, Women of Golf show is brought to you by iGolfSports.com and Golf Tips Magazine. iGolfSports.com is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing top-quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. That would be you. Uh, Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top PGA and LPGA teacher professionals, all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So get out there and subscribe today at golftipsmag.com. All right, Cindy, on the No BS Zone this morning, we're going to talk about – now, I know there's actually more – But uh, these are some of the common ones. Uh, Five benefits of playing golf. Uh, As we both know, golf is a unique sport, unlike any other out there. Uh, The lowest score wins, as an example. The ball is motionless when played, and most courses require, um, you know, you dress nice, maybe a collared shirt, uh, um, you know, a nice pair of shorts if you're in a hot climate. Um, And with a lot of these little quirks that sometimes we we have, uh, there is unlike any other sport, um, some great benefits to this game. And we're going to talk about a few of them here uh, this morning. Uh, First up is uh, golf is actually good for the body. Uh, The average golf course uh, requires a person to walk over five miles carrying or pushing a a bag and and walking up and down different uh, undulations. Uh, This can be a great work and can actually burn up to 2,000 calories depending on how flat or hilly the course is and even if you're taking a golf cart Cindy the golf swing itself is a full body workout using arms legs and core muscles so imagine the results if you do this on a daily or even a weekly basis um this is an easy sell wouldn't you agree Cindy I mean it really is unlike so many other sports it's a it's a much lower impact compared to some are you there body maybe you can touch on some of the points yes I am
0: Okay, you were going in and out. So, yes, it's a definite workout if you walk. If you don't walk and you're riding a cart, you still, you know, get to swing, depending on your physical Mm -hmm. capabilities, Uh, and you will burn some calories. But walking up and down hills, if you will, and and pulling a cart or pushing a cart or carrying your bag will definitely help you. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a workout. I, I can remember the last time I was at French Lick, which we've talked about French Lick Resort a lot. It's like an amazing right. place. Twenty-three thousand steps I did, and one round of golf. That's a wow. lot of steps.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like shoot me.
1: <laughs> well, and and even it, yeah, and even if you're not. here, and it's even worse if you're not hitting it straight. Um, you know, if you're hitting it left, right, or or whatever, you might, you might need to add in a a few extra thousand steps here and there, depending on how well you're playing. But yeah, that's, that's a perfect example of it. Um, and, and and that's a little bit more extreme than your average course. I mean, obviously it's very, very hilly in, in, in areas and, and, um, that's not necessarily your typical, uh, golf course. It's I would say a little more advanced there. Uh, but what a, what a perfect example. And, And you're right, Cindy, you know, um, I, I kind of miss the, the days, um, when you could walk more and there are still some courses that will allow it. Um, but I think, you know, and, and it's nice, uh, as you know, for me anyways, as you get a little bit older, it's kind of nice to, to have the option of a cart and that. But, um, when we were younger, my friends and I, we walked all the time. And, uh, I mean, by the time you got done your 18 holes, uh, you were, you were good and tired. Let me tell you, not only were you from playing the round itself, but just from all of the uh, the exercise that you got and uh, it, it kept us in good shape. And I know that's uh, that's something that, um, you know, and, and again, as I mentioned just a moment ago, Cindy, too, is, it's about really, um, it, it's very, very low impact, unlike many other sports, um, you know, that you're playing, to, whether it's tennis or, you know, or even football or something like that, or hockey, you know, for those up in the Northeast particularly, um, those are high impact sports. And most people, even at a professional level, don't, play very long just because it exerts a lot of um, energy and uh, you know there's usually a few aches and pains that go along with it but golf is something that you can play well into your your golden years and and still have a lot of enjoyment out of it Um, this is one i think that you'll particularly um, really want to talk about cindy and that is uh, it's good for your mind Um, as physical as golf can be 90 (laughs) percent of the game is mental no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean that to say. You think it's good for your I mind? Just, yeah, it's a good. Well, it, it depends. It depends on which side of the spectrum you're on. But truthfully, it is. It's because it's very mentally challenging, um, and it is. You know, 18 holes is basically a, a long mental exercise. Uh, it's it's constantly making you think and forcing you to stay focused on the task at hand. Um, I think where a lot of people, uh, it actually can believe it or not. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but it can actually relieve uh, stress and anxiety and even depression, Um, believe it or not. I'm going to let you uh, share some uh, thoughts on that um, from the mental standpoint, and then I'm going to read out some interesting stats uh, that sort of back this up. Really? Yes. It
0: won't make you more? Wow. Um, You know what?
1: Surprisingly enough.
0: I got to tell you that it it's more of a mental exercise, and well, it's both mental and physical. So, I don't think that most people understand how much thinking and planning and preparing, and producing the game of golf will do for your mind. Even if you just played five holes, I mean, it's like, okay, where do I want to go? How could where do I want to hit it? Why do I want to hit it there? Is that the safe place? Is that going for it? Do I want to take a risk? Do I want to lay up? And then how do I hit the shot? What club do I use? How far do I hit the ball? How hard should I hit this, right? So it, it's so much, it's unbelievable.
1: Right. I think where a lot of people uh, go wrong with this, Cindy, is they think too much on the golf course. As you pointed out, you, know, you, know, you need to plan, you need to prepare, um but then once you've you've sort of got that game plan, then it's a matter of going out and executing it. And the problem is people stand over the ball and they're thinking about, you know, where this elbow should be and, and you know where they they should be how they should bring it and they get too much other thoughts in there. So that that can certainly add to stress and anxiety. And that's where working with a great instructor or golf coach uh, can really help sift through some of that stuff. But here's some stats I mentioned. This was uh this was done actually back in two thousand and sixteen uh, by an organization called the Roy Morgan Research. And it was based over a 12-month period. And these are just, uh, there's four points here. First one is anxiety. The average person, uh, about 18.3% of us out there have anxiety. Golfers have actually at 119 So that's almost a 7% difference, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot when you think about it. Um, for the average person, uh, there are 15.1%. That suffer from depression. Only eight point seven percent of golfers um, stress. Wow, not such a big yeah, not such a big difference. Twenty five point eight percent dealing with stress, golfers twenty two point five. So not as big of a difference there. Uh, panic attack, and I'm sure a few people have had these out in the golf course. Five point four percent, only three percent for golfers. So. Really, what this this um, research is telling us, despite some of the challenges you're going to be faced on golf. and I think there's a, there, there's a specific reason why I think these stats are accurate or are certainly um, on the right track. Uh, again, I, you know, as I just pointed out, you know there are certain situations where, where people allow themselves. Uh, to get anxious or stressed out over situations, especially if they're new to the game. They're not familiar with a lot of the the things that that, uh, happen out in the golf course, so they're a little bit shy and nervous. But you're going out there, the main reason you're going out there is to have fun. And I think if you go with that focus, Cindy, then I think you're going to be less stressed out. Where people fall into that trap, as I pointed out a moment ago, is that they get in a situation where they get out there and they start to think too much. They overanalyze everything. And what ultimately happens then is then they're not actually enjoying it anymore. It, then it does become a stressful. They do become a little bit anxious. And then obviously over 18 holes, you are going to get a little depressed. But I think average, uh, taking an average of all, and this is basically what they're, they did over a 12-month period, um, this particular group, they found that on average this was the percentage difference between regular folks and us golfers. An interesting analogy. What do you think about that? Wow. Is that something that would surprise you?
0: It, yeah, it does surprise me. I, I'm i very surprised. Uh, yeah.
1: Tell me more. Well, I think – Well, <laughs> well I, I think what it is really – Is again, it goes to what what I was just talking about. When when you go to the golf course, again, the number one reason, and obviously, you know, if you're playing in a competition, there's other factors involved. But if you're going in there, you're essentially going to have fun. You're you're maybe playing with your uh, foursome that you're friends with, Um, maybe some some business associates that you're playing with, and you know, you just want to get out there and, and have a good time. And you shouldn't really – if you've prepared, as you pointed out, if you've prepared and you've really focused on and, and come up with a game plan, and that's something that you can also work with through your coach. If you're struggling in certain areas of the game and you're maybe you've got a, a tournament or something coming up in a couple of weeks, that's a great opportunity – um, cause you know where you're going to be playing and you can have that discussion with your, with your teacher professional or your golf coach and saying, look, I've got a tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm a little bit anxious about it. Let's put together something. And you can talk about the course and talk about some of the, the challenge that you're going to be faced with. And if there are certain areas of your game, Cindy, that you maybe particularly struggle with, there's very minor adjustments that can be made to help you get through that. And if you're able to do that and you stick to that game plan that you both have put together, then you're not likely going to be as anxious or as nervous or um, you know uh, stressed out about the circumstance because you're going there with, with a positive mindset. You've got a game plan. You've put some some good, solid information. If you stick to that, I think you'll find that it's not as, as difficult as what people make it out to be. That doesn't mean you're going to cure everything in that session, but it can help you overcome a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Food for thought. Any, any final comments on that? or, or?
0: Well, uh, again, yeah. The, the question is, will you overreact when you're out there, right? Mm-hmm. Or will you stick yep. to the game plan? So, I mean, that's the question. Will you stick to it? Well, and, and you know what else about- when you're out there? I think you have to be very aware of your thoughts and manage mm-hmm. your mind. We've got a student who's been struggling so much to try to score That she tries so hard, and and in fact, she even said last week, you know, the first nine, she's like, i got to hit the fairway, i got to hit the fairway. I'm like, that's not controlling what you're doing at the moment that you're doing it. That's worrying about a Mm -hmm. future. You can't think about the future. You have to focus on the task at hand. So once she blew the front nine and was nine over par, she was like, that's ridiculous. So it's almost like sometimes it has to get so bad that it's like you're slapping yourself and you got to go, all right, that's enough. Stop! This is not helping me. And you have to be aware of that your thoughts control your actions, and your actions will reveal what your results are going to be. So yes, I totally right. agree.
1: Right. And 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 you know you know yourself from playing on tour. I'm sure there were certain events that um, gave you more stress or anxiety. Um, maybe there were a bigger tournament. Maybe it was a major event, uh, or it was that a difficult course that you typically struggled with yourself when you were out on tour. So. You know, that doesn't mean, uh, and I don't want to suggest that you're not going to have any of the, the issues that, that I mentioned, but if if you approach it the right way and you really prepare yourself, like you, you said it perfectly, you know, plan and, and prepare uh, for whatever task is at hand, then you're going to be in much better shape. It's the ones that don't prepare and the ones that don't plan, you know, that just sort of show up at the tournament or show up at, you know, at their sunny uh, foursome and – They've got no game plan, they've they've not really thought about anything, and then they get up there and they're not hitting the ball very well, and then all you know, basically all hell breaks loose. So you, you, you've just got to really get your mind focused on the on the task at hand and at the specific task at hand. And as you said, don't be thinking about the future and don't let the past creep in either. If you've hit some uh bad shots, uh, you know, the previous holes, forget about it. They're done. They you can't change that whatever score you got that's the score let's focus on the hole you're on right now what shot is in front of you right now and that's what you focus on and if you've planned and prepared correctly even if it doesn't come off the way you anticipated at least you're sticking with a plan that you have put together and then you adapt accordingly with each shot um but that's what I think creates a lot of the anxiety and stress for most golfers is they, they get ahead of themselves. They think too much when they get on the golf course and then they just don't know what to do. And unfortunately you can't take your coach with you. So uh, it is good for the mind, believe it or not. If you do the things that we're suggesting um, the next one is uh, making new friends and, and, and or business connections. This is a uh, it's, it's really filled with friendly and interesting and successful people. And if you show up at a golf course, uh, with less than a foursome, uh, often they'll pair you up with somebody else. Um, and these people and you have something in common, and that is you, you all love golf. Uh, again, if you're newer to golf, you're not quite sure yet. You're on the fence. Um, but but then you know this as well. Maybe you can touch a little bit about this, um, just the, the, the doors that it can open up from a business standpoint.
0: Holy cow, it's unbelievable. There's a, a lot of companies that require um, – candidates to play 18 holes with someone on their team because you can learn an awful lot about someone in 18 holes. Are they truthful? How do they handle adversity? Uh, Do they follow rules? All kinds of things, all kinds of things. So yes, you can not only make new friends, but you can find out an awful lot about someone. So I totally agree that it's valuable.
1: You know, from a business standpoint, and, and this is also from from a friend standpoint as well, you're exactly right. You can tell a lot over 18 holes. You know, when I was for years when I was in sales, um, you know, quite often you might have a 10 minute, you might have a 15 minute, or maybe if you were really lucky, you had a 20 minute uh, call or presentation. Um, so you really didn't get to know um, your clients sometimes very very well. You had to sort of You know, in some cases, almost guess a little bit, or if you did some good research before, you were a little bit better off, which I always try to do. But on over 18 holes, you get a chance to really see who they are. And even if you're the one selling, that doesn't mean you go out there and you you do any hard selling on the golf course, but if let's say you're bringing a prospective client um, to the golf course with you, it gives you an idea of how they handle themselves. And if they don't handle themselves, and that doesn't mean that they don't play very well. That has nothing to do with it. I'm talking about how they handle. Do they cheat? You know, are they whipping clubs around? Are they cussing all the time because they're not playing very well? That gives you an idea of how they are in real life, believe it or not. And there might be some cases. and I've, listen, I've fallen into this where I've seen people that I thought, hey, they'd, they'd be a great customer. I'd really like to you know, sell whatever it is I had uh, to offer and by the end of the 18 holes, and sometimes it didn't even make it that far, I made an excuse after nine if it was really bad. And I just say, oh, we need to pack this up early. And I didn't want to do business with them because I, I, I saw a side of them that just was not something that I wanted to be a part of. So um, that's not the reason you're doing it, of course. But those are some of the benefits that you can get. Is You, you get a chance to know people, and you get a chance to – even with your friends. You get closer. You have a few laughs, and you get to exchange uh, – you know, maybe a few barbs along the way, but it's a it's a great social mechanism. Golf, and you can learn, as we've talked about, Cindy, so many life lessons on the golf course that can be applied in your everyday life. So, that's another benefit: um, making new friends Absolutely. and or uh, some business connections. Um, this one I I kind of briefly mentioned, and and um, you can touch on this as well: is being able to play. Uh, you know, and as we get older, as we get into our, our golden years, um, you know, it's a low, as I mentioned, a low impact sport, meaning it causes little stress and, and or damages to the joints and muscles if you're, you know, doing things properly. Um, so it me, it makes it easier for us to to play. Um, I know you do a lot of work with uh, a lot of younger students, um, but you also have some that are a little bit older as well, and you know, you know as well as I do. I mean even when you get up there, look at some of the you know, the population that plays golf. There are a lot of older golfers that are still in their sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties even, still up there playing this great game. What are your thoughts?
0: There sure are. And you know what? It it's so funny because I had one of those women come in last week and she was so adorable and she goes, Oh, I've missed you. I haven't seen you. My husband fell off a ladder and he had brain injuries, and, and, you know, he's fine, he's still alive. And I'm like, whoa, really? You know, because, again, you're looking at her going, she's got to be probably 82 or 3 or 4. So um, at the end of the lesson, came up and she gave me a hug, and she goes, I just love you. Thank you so much for helping me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, you have no idea what you're doing for people when you encourage yep. them and you inspire them and you help them learn to believe in themselves and it's just what a blessing and, and you're not dead and be grateful. You know, some of them come in and say, Oh, I wish I could hit it further. I'm like, but you're standing up and you're swinging. Stop whining. Right. Yep. Just be yep. grateful for right, what you've exactly. got. So, so again, uh, two sides of this, you know, uh, I had a, a nine year old leave Saturday he came right around the, the side of the wall and he goes, thank you so much for teaching us today.
1: <laughs> right.
0: What a great, you know, how awesome is this? So, again, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always get better. And, and it's just a thrill and, you know, it's an honor to help people.
1: Exactly. Um, and as I said, you know, it doesn't matter what your age is. That's one of the beauties of this game. Um, maybe you're not going to hit it as far as you did when you were in your 20s, and maybe you're not even going to score as low as you did at that point. Um, but you can still get out and you can have uh, fun and you can have enjoyment with your friends or family or, or even uh, some old business associates that you hung around with when, uh, that became friends over time. Uh, it's just a great you know i I remember not too long ago um we took a little trip and and drove through the villages down in in central florida and i mean they were you know obviously it's a, a 55 plus community and um it was like locusts these people on golf carts i mean they were just coming from every corner you could imagine they were just out there having a great time and you know in the mornings they're coming out they're playing their rounds of golf and then they into the the center parts of the communities that are within the villages and you know they're just socializing having a great time and they're talking about you know a great round they had or maybe not so great round but they're just it's a sense of community and it's just it's incredible to see and many of these people were you know some of them were a little bit younger closer to 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 our age and then there were others that were you know a a decade or two above but they were still having a great time and they enjoyed it and they were still passionate just as passionate as they were 20 30 and unlike any other sport, you can't do that. Um, most sports uh, that are, again, higher impact, you know, there comes a point in time, you got to sweep it aside a little bit. And uh, golf is one of those very rare um, games uh, that are sports, if you will, that you don't have to do that. The last one is, of course, the obvious uh, experience, the outdoors, and even in a little ways help protect nature. Golf courses are becoming more and more uh, progressive in trying to find ways of protecting their natural surroundings. Um, and, and just, I mean, some of them are just breathtaking when you go out there and you just see how beautiful the landscape is, and I'm not even just talking about the golf course, but even, you know, on the the edges or the fringes of the holes, um, they've just done, uh, some of them have just done a phenomenal job and they're getting more and more conscious and environmentally friendly as well. Um, what are your thoughts there?
0: Oh, totally agree. I just love being outside. It's just, yeah, it's awesome just to go outside and Hang out with the, you know, it's my son and I went out the other night, Sunday night, like at six o'clock and played nine holes real quick. And it's just, it's, it's just almost spiritual. It's just beautiful out there mm-hmm. with the, fo- I mean, I've seen Fox, I've seen skunks, I've seen, squ- you know, squirrels and yep. all that. It's just so nice late at night. It's beautiful. So I totally agree.
1: Yep. Quick recap. It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. Uh, You can make some new friends or even business contacts. Um, You can play well into your your golden years. Uh, And what other sport do you get to play outdoors and enjoy um, all the beauty that nature has to provide? So there's just five benefits. There's many, many more out there, but those are some of the highlights, if you will. Um, And if you want to get more information on that, uh, go to T. Dot org. That's where I got this information from for this morning's discussion on the OBS zone. All right, Cindy, we're ready for our very special guest. Let me just do a quick introduction, and then we will uh, have her join us here on the show this morning. Uh, Andre Martin is a LPJ Class A professional and a certified golf coach. Uh, she was recently inducted into the Maine Golf Hall of Fame and has more than 30 years of golf experience to bring to the tee. Uh, her goal as an instructor is to take good care of golfers, that want to play their best, whether they're just looking to play socially, need to play for business, or want to play tournament golf. Let's welcome our very special guest this morning, Andre Martin.
2: Good morning. Good morning. So good to hear your voice was talking about the great benefits of golf. Isn't good it? to be here. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so I got to are for, you from Maine?
2: I grew up in Portland, Maine, yes.
0: Oh, my goodness. Don't you go to California in the winter?
2: I live in California, yes. I've I've headed golf instruction at Fairbanks Ranch Country Club for the last nine years. Well, good for uh, you. My mom is in Maine, and my mom has not been doing well, so I am Mm -hmm. doing a little bit of family leave time to take care of her needs and get her situated so I can return back to California. Well, that is awesome. So, are you teaching while you're in Maine? I'm teaching when I can. Yes.
0: Good for Absolutely. you. Good for you.
2: Yeah. Ted, yeah. go it, ahead to just catch up with family and friends with whom I haven't seen in a while. And, uh, you know, as you both love to talk about, golf has so many benefits, and mm-hmm. it's it's just amazing what it does for the soul yeah that's that's so
1: true yeah that's so true andre you know we are very very blessed to to be a part of this great game and you know unlike so many other activities right now especially going through this this difficult challenge with the pandemic and that um golf has been very very fortunate just because of the nature we we almost have a built-in social distance uh, in the game on some level. Um, so, it's, it's, yeah, it's afforded us the opportunity to be able to carry on, and, and um, we're, we're certainly grateful for that. So let me start things off, Andre, and let me just ask you um, sure. about who inspired you growing up. How did you sort of become in, involved, not as a professional now, uh, we can get to that, but um, as somebody introducing to you, you to the game, who was that? And what was your first recollection or experiences uh,
2: about golf? There were two very influential people in my life. I was very fortunate in that we grew up at the beach, but I was not one to sit still and lay out in the sun i just It just wasn't for me i had, i couldn't I couldn't do that so my grandmother didn't start until she was sixty five and she says anybody could play this sport, and she played nine holes three times a week until she couldn't. And then my dad, while he was a big sportsman in football and basketball, he tried his best at golf. But what was great is I went out with him one day. He he was the best D player there was in the Twilight League. And they always wanted him on their team because he could putt everything. And <laughs> he always kept saying, drive for show, putt for dough, babe. I might not be able to get the driver in the fairway, but I can get it in the hole. <laughs> and I was 14 years old, and, and what was neat was going out there and seeing all the guys, and I thought, oh, shoot, I could be the only girl out here and have a lot of fun. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> I've only had one job out of golf, and it was near another country club, and, you know, I've just been very blessed by this game, and I just never looked back. I just kept going forward, and this is a great game.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree that, with you more. And I, you yeah, go ahead, Cindy.
0: Go ahead, go ahead.
1: All I was going to say was, you know, many of us, much similar to your uh, story, Andre, you know, grew up in an era where, you know, maybe one or some, sometimes maybe even both parents uh, played, or um, maybe even a grandparent played, and we were introduced that way. I was, my father, of course, mm-hmm. very similar to yours, taught me, uh, introduced me to the game, and. Uh-huh. You know, you just kind of you get bitten by that bug, and it's just like, well, wow, this is kind of cool. And you know, as I mentioned in our yeah. earlier segment, we talked about, um, you know, the surroundings on a golf course is how beautiful and picturesque it can be. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, you, you think to yourself, wow, where else can you go that you can, you know, have some fun but also see all of this beauty around you? Yeah, it was amazing. Sorry, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, go ahead.
2: It's amazing because my dad, in all honesty, was as we term it, a hack. I mean, but he loved it. He loved getting out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and then I got to a point where they didn't get me out there enough, so I got a job in the bag room and started biking with my golf clubs on my back five miles to get to work, and then they realized I was serious about the game, and I just never went back. It, it was just so incredibly fortunate for all of us who have parents like that that nurture that in us. And I have certainly worked with other kids who have not had that. So we're lucky. Yeah,
0: we are. Yeah, we
1: truly are. Where um, or at what point did it become a a game where you went out and enjoyed, um, you know, the benefits of playing? How did it come about that you decided, okay, this is a game that I want to be involved with and I want to give back through my teaching? When did that transition happen?
2: The women's Golf Club at Pacific in Maine were so incredibly welcoming and and I didn't realize at the time how huge it was because I've been at other clubs where the women don't include young girls in all their tournaments because they don't want them taking all their trophies, and they just totally embraced and made sure I got to tournaments. There was a woman who was the state champ she was a slalom ski champion in college, but made sure after she got addicted to golf out of college that I got to all the tournaments. She made sure I had rides. She met met me and greeted me. We even competed against each other, but she was just amazing at making sure I got to as many tournaments as I could. And that's what inspired me to go get that other first job was I wanted to pay for my greens fees. I wanted to play more tournaments. And at that point, yeah, I had gotten the bug because everybody was nurturing my ability to mm. be sure I got out there to play. I was very fortunate, mm. and I have been in many ways in, in so many different positions I've held in the golf industry.
1: Well said. Um, Cindy?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that they were so open and nurturing to you because I did not experience yeah. the same thing. I mean, they were jealous. Yeah. They wouldn't let me play in their ter- yep. in the club championship till I was 18, and I I played and I won by twenty shots and I said, Thanks for having me, I'll see you, and I you know, dropped the yeah. mic. And yeah. and so yeah. it, and that's so true so many places, which is so sad that it's yeah. almost like there's bitter people. Um but my mom played and my dad played and you know, I loved the game and I loved being out there. So you're very, very fortunate. I'm, I'm grateful that I did what I did. But again, there are so many places. Nice. So, women, if you're out there listening, please oh. learn the lesson to embrace and um, inspire and empower these young girls to to mm-hmm. love the game that you love so much. And, and a, a physical trophy doesn't mean anything. So, yeah,
2: they just want to be included. That's all I remember is. Because there were a couple ladies that I was scared to death of because they were so mean to me. But the others <clears throat> made up for the difference. And for young girls, I think especially, because guys just include you anyway. Um, but young girls, right. need, we wonder why we don't have more young girls in the LPGA. It's because it needs to be a welcoming game for them. It needs to be a fostering of, of that network of support so that they want to stay with it and keep going. I don't know what it was that kept me going over the years, but uh, it—I it, just got an early love, and and I just you just couldn't stop me. It was great.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. Ted, go ahead. At some point,
1: I think in all of our careers, we have those sort of aha moments. What were some of yours?
2: Um, well, I went about golf backwards of most professionals. I actually started on the corporate side of golf and then went back into teaching through back when I started the LPGA Urban Junior Golf Program in Los Angeles. Um, and I remember taking the job I had left. I had worked for Ping and Titleist and both companies were incredible. And, and helping me get my career off the ground, and the opportunity to start a business from scratch was so intriguing to me. And I took the job site I'm in L.A. and stepped foot to create a program that, fortunately, today are the LPGA's gift to this program, which is now the First Tee. Um, it was just an incredible experience because I got a chance to see kids. Think about graduating from high school. Think about going to college because of golf and because Mm -hmm. of what we did. And that just touches your soul. It makes you want to do more. It still makes me cry today just to think the impact we had and we continue to have Mm -hmm. with these programs on young people and their character and what golf does in fostering an individual's confidence to think about succeeding in new possible ways that they never thought possible.
1: Yeah, that is so, so, so true. um, Cindy, um I know you've got uh, a question or two for Andre.
0: So give us a story of something or someone that you really made a difference in their life.
2: Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> well, I had moved on from the junior program and was teaching back the pro that we started that helped to fund the LPGA, Urban Junior Golf Program, which I will now call First Deep Los Angeles. And a young man came up to me, and he said, he was from the East L.A. Housing Project, which is a Hispanic, uh, the big big hazard gang, Hispanic area of L.A. And I remember Jose, he was one of our first kids in the program, but he also had nurturing cousins that got him into music. And our goal in that program was, as I mentioned a minute ago, to, to get kids to think about graduating from high school. But what was great about Jose is he got... A financial aid scholarship to Berkeley, but he came up to me and said, You know, if it weren't for your golf program, I don't know that I even would have thought about going to college, and he got a financial aid mm, wow. scholarship for his academics because he decided to study. Wow. that's the impact golf can have on people, and he's a very successful awesome. businessman man today. yeah
1: a life changer
0: uh, Wow. Yeah. Isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's amazing when you can, you know, when you can look back and see, you know, quite often we defined our success in golf in the level of play our students aspire to. But I think sometimes we often forget the other benefits that derive from interaction between teacher and student and you just gave a great example thank you for sharing that
2: oh my pleasure my pleasure i mean there's just so many different stories you can tell right and cindy i know you've got a million of them you know what and yeah t-
0: the, and i don't know that we all um I, I don't sometimes when we get so busy we don't think about that so i'm so grateful that you're on our show today because again you don't know what's going on in someone's life and how much mm-hmm. hope you do give them just by looking them yeah. in the eyes and saying, you, you can do this. You can do this. Exactly. And, it, and it doesn't matter how old they are, but it's extra special yeah. when you take someone that doesn't believe they can, you know, go to college, let alone be a successful business person, you know, you give them hope, you give them belief, you give them trust, and so it's just amazing. Okay, before we start crying, (laughs) I got to – so what are some of the aha moments in your career? Like what – besides the kids thing, what, what have you learned that you would like to share with the audience? Like this is what it means to do what we do.
2: To the young people and young women who have young, or any, anybody that has a daughter or a granddaughter, especially. Um, I, I, had, I remember a father talking to my father. I, there was one other girl in my club, and, and I remember her, her father saying to my dad, why are you letting her get into golf? She'll never make any money, and she'll never do anything. And that's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And there was no pushing or holding me back. And I think of all these other young people and when they're told they can't and something in me pushed me forward and said, Don't you dare tell me I can't because I'll figure a way I can And that's the attitude you young people your all of your granddaughters and your daughters need to hear. Even young men. You know kids need that confidence. We've got so many crazy things going on and, and our world is changing daily that you you just got to believe that you can and don't be afraid to study don't be afraid to learn from other pros i i had the good fortune of working for peter bell at galfari for 18 years as a guest instructor i learned more about teaching from her or as much as i did from all of our teaching schools in the lpga i mean studied with so many different professionals, countless. I don't want to take up our time here on that, but don't be afraid to learn and listen and observe. Mm-hmm. And not only what they do well, but how you might do it differently and what would make it better. And ask questions, be curious. And, and we just keep getting better and better as we do that. I, I will be forever a learner. I'm always looking for another pearl to, to deliver a better message. Mm-hmm. You know and what's funny? I
0: gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm creating a five day challenge on how to own it, your business, your sport, and your life. And day number one is beliefs, and and day number two is mindset. And so I'm creating the content for this online course, and it's you know growth mindset or fixed mindset. And, and just like you, you know, when I call email or I didn't email because there was no email then. Uh, When I wrote to the University of Miami asking if I could be on their golf team, they said, well, you're not good enough. You know, you're welcome to come down here and try, but you'll probably never play. Uh, It's like, watch what you say to me. You know, so, but somebody (laughs) with a fixed mindset would just say, I can't do this. So I think the message is it is possible. You have to see the possibilities. And don't just believe that whatever you're given, that's what you're given, and you can't grow. I mean, I would sit and watch Carolyn Hill and Kathy Morris and Mary Lawrence on that golf range, and I would say, what are they doing that I'm not doing? I would watch Bob Toskey teach them and Eddie Bush at Doral, and I would say, okay, this is what they do. This is what I do. Even when I was on the Legends Tour, I would finish playing because I was the first one off because the token field fillers always tee off first. I'd get in a cart, and I'd go out and watch the leaders play. And and I finally, I'm not going to mention names, but I was like, you know what? Her swing's pretty bad. But, Jesus, she's beating me like a drum. What does she do different that Mm -hmm. I don't do? And it's called score and belief. And so it's like, yeah, I'm very passionate about that. I'm like, do not, Mm -hmm. do not, do not. Just sit still. We can always get better. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Always, always. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
1: You know, Andre, something that you said a few moments ago about, um, you know, learning, always learning. Uh, I think when you when you get to a point that you feel that you can't learn anymore, then you might as well be done Um, because there's no point in going on. And I think life is always a continual journey of learning and and because that's what helps you grow. And I think there was a great point that you said a few moments ago about that. I want to ask you a question um, about something you said a few moments ago about young, young ladies particularly. You know, This is a women of golf show, that, so that's who we're really trying to address is, is the women of golf. If you had a room of young girls and you had the opportunity to speak in front of them based on your experience and what you know, not of the game itself necessarily, Um, about the how to play or how to do this. What would that conversation be like? What would you say to those young women to encourage them to get out and maybe give it a try or um, believe in themselves? What would that conversation be like if you had, let's say, 50 or 100 young ladies in front of you right now?
2: Never let anybody tell you you can't. Because you can't. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Build on, but know that your strengths are going to get you really far. So, you know, if I know for myself numbers wasn't a great thing, but I was really good at PR. I was really good at pulling people together. I was good at finding people to fill my weaknesses so that I could keep building upon my strengths. And learn what that is for you. Um, learn from all these different types of people. Um, we all are pulled towards people that inspire us. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid to ask them if you can sit beside them and learn. And participate because they usually will say yes. And if they don't, fine. You go find somebody else. Um, I've never had somebody say no. I probably should mm-hmm. have spoken up even more and there was a, a, a shy one in me, and it took a while for, for her to come out, I just kept doing what I loved, and I knew the money would follow. And that would be a big thing. Always do what you love. And the minute it's not fun, keep doing it to the very best of your ability until you find something that's going to be even more fun, and then do that. Mm-hmm. The minute my jobs have ever gotten boring, I've had the good fortune of finding something that was even better, and golf is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, young people, just you know, sitting down doing nothing gets you nowhere. So, right. what inspires you? You know, and 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 I would even encourage young people to journal about it and write down. Okay, what are the top what are the top 10 things that that you love to do? And great. If it's golf, great. And if it isn't, that's okay too, because golf can be your recreation. I mean, golf can be so many Mm -hmm. different things. Um, And that Cindy, that's why you do all this corporate work because people can be come inspired in their jobs through golf because it is a spiritual journey out here. And, Mm -hmm. and, There are just so many different ways and directions you can take the game, and that's the beauty of golf. You can play for fun. You can play for competition. You can play for both reasons, depending on the company you keep. I grew up skiing in the winter, but the thing about skiing is you all had to be a certain ability level to be on a certain type of slope. Not everybody can can ski the expert slopes. In golf, we can be four different abilities, Levels on a whole and enjoy each other's company and get to know one another. Mm-hmm. And, and what sport allows you to be in the great outdoors, in conversation, learning about what, how, building relationships. I would teach these young people about what it takes to build relationships and network. It's critical yep, component That's a great. And, and then the journey just continues. And you know, you mess up, okay. You mess up, mess up, and move on.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point, uh, Andre. Um, and that's a great message to, to young ladies tuning into the show. You know, Cindy and I have had the pleasure over the last several years. Uh, we had a little bit of a break this year because of the pandemic, but we're going to be starting back up here yeah. in, in two weeks' time with, with the young ladies from the Symmetra Tour. And what was interesting is a few of them last year, talked about how there came a point in time where they weren't having fun anymore. Um, They weren't enjoying it. They were so focused on trying to be the best and trying to, you know, grind it out there that they forgot to have fun. And the interesting thing was every single one of them said the same thing. And when they decided to flip that switch and say, you know what, I'm going to go out there and just have fun. I'm not going to focus so hard. doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to stop practicing. They all ended up winning. They all ended up winning, you know, if not the next event, the next one after that. Because they, they took the pressure off themselves. They just went out and enjoyed just the fact that they were able to be out there and compete with some of the other up and comers uh, on tour uh, and, you know, in preparation for the LPGA. So it, it just goes to show you, to, to further your point, that if you really love something that you're doing and you're enjoying it and you're having fun at it, um, regardless of whatever level, um, you're going to be happier. And that's what these young ladies discovered through their journey is that it, they didn't have to sit there and work themselves to death week in and week out um, and then be disappointed when they didn't get the results that they wanted. Um, and when they changed their attitude, and sometimes that's all it takes, is they were able to go out yeah. and actually reap the benefits of it. So great point. Um, Cindy, I'm going to let if, you – any final thoughts or question that you might have before we uh, I don't. Wrap up? I just
0: want to thank you so much for coming on because, wow, great minds. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> – yeah, I shouldn't say that. That sounds cocky, but but thank you so much for being here because um, I've never met more people that love to give than the 1,800 members of the LPGA professionals, which, you know, the teaching division. I'm sure the tour players are the Absolutely. same way, but i got to tell you that there are 1,800 people that really care about helping people, and you are definitely one of them. So thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Oh,
2: thank you both so much. And it is is—it's—it it is a game that we play. It's not a game we work. It's all about the fun. And keep you right. asking yourself, how can I make this fun today? And enjoy and do the best you can and get up and do it again. Yep. That's
1: right. What a great way to wrap up that segment. Thank you very much again, Andre, on behalf thank of Cindy and I, uh, for, for joining us this morning, and we look forward to having you come back and join us again sometime.
2: Oh, Thank you for the invite. It was a pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. You too. You too right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right.
1: Uh right. Award-winning golf instructor and uh, elite-level LPJ Class A professional, uh, Andre Martin. Thank you, Andre for joining us this morning. Uh, we're going to cut short just a minute or two, uh, earlier than we normally do, but just before we go, um, as I alluded to just a few moments ago, um, we have had the pleasure and honor of having a number of, uh, winners from the Symmetric over the last several years, uh, here on the show. And unfortunately we started off with one, uh, earlier this season before the pandemic hit and everything's sort of been in lockdown. So, uh, Next week, we're not going to have a show, um, but the week following, we're going to be uh, honored to have uh, another great guest, but uh, particularly we're going to start things off with um, Mike Nichols, the chief business officer from the Symmetra Tour. He's going to come back and sort of a relaunch, if you will, of the season as they get ready to play their first event back um, uh, the following week, and we will have the winner uh, the week following that. So uh, make sure you tune in. So we'll be off next week, but we'll be, fire it up again to have uh, some of these young ladies from the Symmetra Tour as they continue on through the season and hopefully uh, get some wins uh, or some W's, if you will, in the column. But um, thank you very much for joining us. And um, we look forward to seeing you the week after next here on the Women of Golf show. On behalf of Cindy Miller and I, I'm Ted Odarico. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. God bless. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.